Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, February 5th, and this is your FT News Briefing. More than 24 hours after voting ended in Iowa, we have only preliminary results from the first event of the Democratic presidential primary. Plus, the owner of the New York Stock Exchange held talks with eBay about a takeover, a top executive at SoftBank's $100 billion vision fund is leaving, and Ford's disappointing 2020 outlook brought the share price down by nearly 10% in after-hours trading on Tuesday. But first, Donald Trump delivered his third State of the Union last night in a pre-campaign speech making claims about boosting the U.S. economy and foreign policy. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Three years ago, we launched the great American comeback. Tonight, I stand before you to share the incredible results. Mr. Trump's speech boasted about resilient job growth and a pair of trade deals that he hopes will propel him to re-election in November. Many politicians came and went pledging to change or replace NAFTA, only to do so, and then absolutely nothing happened. But unlike so many who came before me, I keep my promises. We did our job. He hailed the newly agreed-upon Phase 1 deal with China. I also promised our citizens that I would impose tariffs to confront China's massive theft of America's jobs. But the speech was most notable for laying bare the tensions between the president and Democratic Speaker of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi. Mr. Trump appeared to snub Ms. Pelosi when she offered her hand just before he was about to speak. And when Mr. Trump was finished, Ms. Pelosi tore up a copy of the president's speech. The bitterness on display came ahead of what is expected to be the end of the president's impeachment trial today. It's widely expected that the president will be acquitted of the charges of abuse of power and obstruction of Congress leveled by Democrats in Ms. Pelosi's House. A massive delay held up Americans from getting the results from Monday's Iowa caucuses. But yesterday, we got the first picture, albeit a partial picture, of the leaderboard. The 38-year-old former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, Pete Buttigieg, had a slight edge on Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders with 62 percent of precincts of the Midwestern state reporting. The FT's Lauren Fedor has more. This is seen as somewhat of an upset. Buttigieg was actually probably polling around third in most of the opinion polls in the run-up to the caucuses, but now it looks like he could very well end up on top. Now, closely behind him is Bernie Sanders, the senator from Vermont, he positioned himself as as the most progressive candidate. And again, going into Monday's caucuses, we had actually expected him to do the best. He was he was really leading in the polls. So what we have is we have Buttigieg in, in first, again with 62% of precincts in. So it is a partial picture. Then Sanders closely behind, and then Elizabeth Warren behind that. One of the big surprises for a lot of people here is that Joe Biden is currently in fourth place and pretty significantly behind the others. He had, for most of 2019, been seen as the undisputed frontrunner. And this is a pretty disappointing finish for his campaign heading into the New Hampshire primary next week. So, Lauren, I want to talk a little bit about the delay itself. What happened? Why did we get the results so late? Sure. So the IO Democrats came out on Tuesday afternoon and said that a coding error in the app that was being used to 
report results from individual precincts was to blame. They previously thrown around phrases like quality control or inconsistencies. And on Tuesday afternoon, they, they said it was a coding error in the end that caused the delays. We have been spending a lot of time talking to people involved in the counts on the local level. And it sounds to me and my colleagues as though it was probably a bit more than just the app. There were some human error issues as well. There were problems with phone lines that people were told to use if they had problems with the app. I spoke to some people who spent more than 90 minutes on hold before being disconnected. All of this adds up to a pretty messy process that took nearly 24 hours. And we should point out that we're still not quite sure when we're going to get the rest of the results. One more question. Iowa is considered so important because it's the first contest of the primary season and it supposedly gives the leading candidates momentum. Does the momentum really matter at this point? Does it does it stop considering the significant hiccup we've seen in the process? So ultimately, the real indicator of whether or not this delay has any bearing on voter sentiment is going to be next Tuesday, one week from now, when voters in New Hampshire head to the polls for their primary. That's the second big event in this presidential nominating process. Right now, public opinion polls, admittedly these polls were taken before the caucuses, show Bernie Sanders in first, Joe Biden in second, Elizabeth Warren in third, and Pete Buttigieg in fourth. I think it will be very interesting over the course of the next couple of days to see whether those opinion polls shift based on what has happened in Iowa. But of course, it's also important to remember that the polls aren't everything. And as we've seen already, certainly if these two-thirds or so of precincts or anything to go by, the polls that we were talking about at the weekend didn't necessarily show the full picture of, of what was going to happen in Iowa. The Intercontinental Exchange, also known as ICE, had been looking to add online marketplace eBay to its portfolio. Sources told the FT that ICE, which owns the New York Stock Exchange, held preliminary takeover talks with the e-commerce group. There wasn't a formal takeover or offer from ICE, and in a statement, ICE said eBay had not engaged in a meaningful way. The online marketplace, which has a market value of $30 billion, has been under pressure as it tries to compete with the likes of Amazon and Walmart. As a result, it agreed to sell its online ticket subsidiary StubHub to Viagogo for $4 billion late last year, and it has been considering selling its classifieds business. eBay has also been feeling the heat from activist investors, and on Tuesday, one of them, Starboard Value, blasted the company, saying it was disappointed with the lack of urgency displayed by eBay in undertaking its strategic review. eBay shares closed up nearly 9% after the news of the ICE approach was reported yesterday. A top U.S. executive at SoftBank's Hefty Vision Fund is leaving. That's after he expressed concerns over what he calls issues at the tech conglomerate. Michael Ronan joined SoftBank three years ago and was a key driver in making the Vision Fund's U.S. investments, which included the loss-making WeWork. He told the FT he had been negotiating the terms of his anticipated departure for several weeks. Sources told the FT that Ron Fisher, one of the longest-serving lieutenants to SoftBank founder Masayoshi Son, is also discussing his future at the company. The $100 billion vision fund has been stung by a series of poor investments. Aside from the WeWork disaster, the weak share market performance of other companies it invested in, such as Uber and Slack, didn't help. 
these misses have shaken confidence in both the fund and Mr. Sun. Last July, Mr. Sun said he had secured a number of investors, including Apple and Microsoft, for SoftBank's second vision fund. But none of these would-be investors have actually firmed up their non-binding commitments. People close to the discussion say that SoftBank and Mr. Sun had failed to raise any outside investment for the second vision fund. SoftBank's share price has tumbled 25% since last April. And shares in Ford were down as much as 9.4% in after-hours trading on Tuesday. This was after the Detroit carmaker reported its profit outlook for the year, one that was well short of Wall Street's expectations. This was even before accounting for any effects of the new coronavirus. Ford said it was too early to estimate, but China is its most important market after North America. Meanwhile, the company posted a $1.7 billion loss on revenues of nearly $40 billion in the last quarter of 2019. It was a 5% drop from the same time in 2018. Ford's chief financial officer pinned some of the fourth quarter loss on the product launches of the Super Duty trucks and Escape. It also booked an increase in warranty costs in North America after a bad launch of the redesigned Explorer SUV, which had production issues. Ford is in the middle of an $11 billion global restructuring project. It's meant to improve profits and boost the development of electric and self-driving cars. In practice, it means dropping certain car models in North America, cutting jobs in Europe, and either selling or closing six plants by the end of 2020. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. And before I go, we have an event coming up that you might be interested in, a live recording of the FT's UK Politics podcast. Presenter Sebastian Payne, along with Miranda Green, Robert Trimsley, and George Parker will turn their attention to what lies ahead for Boris Johnson, now that the UK has left the European Union. The live show will be on Wednesday, February 26th. Go to live.ft.com slash podcast for more details. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.